Welcome to Keeping It A Hundo. Today's guest is Sabrian Sledge. When he's on the mic, he goes by the name of Boo. He's a rapper from Chicago, so the first time I ever heard of Sabe was when I was in college at University of Miami. Former guest of Keeping It A Hundo, Black Noise, aka Courtney, grew up with Sabe. So he would tell us stories about his boy back home that was rapping. Fiesta with R. Kelly and Jay-Z came out and it was featuring these two young rappers named Boo and Gotti. That was back in 2001, it was our senior year and it was really our anthem. He's on the original Fiesta, but the one that came out with the music video that was blowing up and hit number one on the, the Billboard charts was the Fiesta remix. So he's all up in that video. And it stayed at number one on the hip hop billboard chart for five weeks. And it peaked at number six on the billboard hot 100 chart. I was definitely listening to a lot of R. Kelly back then. He was my favorite singer. His music kind of played as a soundtrack for my life around that time. You remember the song, I Wish by R. Kelly? Well, Boo appeared on that as well, which means he made an appearance at my good friend Chris Campbell's funeral because we played that song at his funeral. That song always made me think of Chris. So there's definitely a lot of nostalgia involved with R. Kelly's music, and Boo happens to be part of that. These are iconic songs that are ingrained in my brain, and I can remember where I was when I heard them, and what I was doing, how I was living. And R. Kelly was essential in Boo's life. He's the one who gave Boo a chance. He's the one who made Boo a rapper. Boo never had aspirations of being a rapper. It kind of just happened. Same story as Lilo Brancato. He was plucked off the street. He was at McDonald's. R. Kelly saw him and told him he looked like a rapper, so he made him a rapper. And that's how he ended up being on Platinum Hits and signing a deal with Cash Money, rapping with Birdman and Lil Wayne, of course, and making strong friendships with these dudes as well. He rapped with Manny Fresh, he was on tracks with Jermaine Dupree, Usher, Ja Rule. He was on one of the Fast and Furious soundtracks. I mentioned he's on a track with Jay-Z, right? That means that he rapped with some of the best rappers alive, some of the best rappers of all time. Jay-Z, Lil Wayne. He rapped over a Kanye beat on a solo project. So he was making some, making some waves in the hip-hop industry. And he's seen a lot in the business. He also signed with Young Money and toured with them, and he had some great stories about that. So he's seen a lot. Now, we couldn't ignore the elephant in the room, which was R. Kelly. And I definitely have mixed feelings towards him because his music, like I said, always connected with me. I share a birthday with R. Kelly, January 8th. Just an absolute musical genius. And like many geniuses before him, either socially awkward or, in his case, a social deviant. Almost like the rules just don't apply to him. But again, an undeniable talent and I couldn't get enough of his music. And then the allegations started coming out. And when I first heard them, I was a, a staunch defender of him. It literally took me years to believe the allegations. Keep in mind, this is a dude I never met. I didn't know anything of his character. So imagine you were his protege, or you were his victim. You need to look at both sides of the coin. You know, there was the Michael Jackson stuff, so I will compare it to that. 
and I would just say, well, Michael Jackson's messing with little kids. Ah, Kelly is messing with young, almost women. Like, sure, it's technically illegal, but it's not that illegal. Sadly, that was my thinking at the time. And it got to a point where I couldn't make excuses anymore because the allegations kept coming. The ages were sometimes even younger. The stories were even more and more disgusting. And I couldn't defend or support or even listen to someone who is involved in that. Well, I can listen, and he still has great music, but every time I listen, I I can't not think about the awful things that he's done. So it's kind of ruined his music for me, which is too bad, because like I said, it was some of my favorite stuff to listen to. So me and um, Sabring, we definitely got into it and discussed our opposing viewpoints on R. Kelly. Now, if you've seen the documentary like I have, and you've been reading about the stories and the countless allegations against him, it's really hard to support this guy. But think about in your own life, is there somebody in your own life that maybe does things that you don't necessarily agree with, whether it's a parent or a child or a brother or a sister, but you love them unconditionally? Well, you got to think of that. This guy never, ever did Sabring wrong. He never lied to him. He never stole from him. He made his career. So the love he has for him is understandable. And as you hear in our conversation, it's almost an unconditional support for him. And he still cares about R. Kelly. And I don't blame him. Like I explained to him, I have people in my life that has gone so far as even committed a murder, and I still care for them. Even though I 100% disagree with what they did, I still support that person because we had a relationship or a friendship, and you can't just turn that off, especially when that person is only done right by you. It's complicated. Relationships are complicated, and people are complicated. As you know from listening to this podcast, I believe in second chances. I believe in redemption and I believe in the people developing into better versions of themselves. I like to think I have. I think R. Kelly's out of chances. He's a habitual sick fuck. He's a sexual deviant. He's a criminal. And he's evil. He's ruined people's lives over and over and over. As much as he's built someone's life up, someone like Boo... He's destroyed so many people's lives, so many young people's lives. And for that, I don't think he deserves any more chances. He needs to be held accountable. So today's podcast with Sabring Sledge was recorded at Flea Club. It's Sabring's Sneaker Boutique, located on the west side of Chicago on Western Ave. It has all the exclusive kicks. It's one of those places you can find those rare Jordans or those Yeezys. Those kicks you can't find anywhere, you can find them there. And we recorded during a regular workday, so the store was open. There's an array of characters in and out the store throughout the show, and there's a bevy of individuals who may or may not be on mic during the show. You had Jim Shoe, you got Soap Man, Black Noise stopped through and made a cameo on the mic. Uh, shout out to Marquise Burks, my girlfriend's cousin who helped with the video. 
He's back in Iowa now playing some junior college football at Iowa Central. It's one of those schools that they feature on Last Chance U on Netflix. He plays on one of those teams that the, the team they feature plays against. So good luck to him in his upcoming season. He's a D lineman just like his big cousin Marissa. But he's never led the league in sacks like she did, so he needs to step his game up. Let's get it, Keese. All right, let's get to it. Keep in mind, this is a kid who finished high school and was ready to go away to college until R. Kelly saw him and, based on his swag, decided to make him a rapper. And he was immediately thrown into a recording booth. So, another one of those stories where maybe too much too soon... How does he handle it? Well, I think he's doing okay. He's an entrepreneur these days. He kind of rolled with the punches with the the stuff that happens in the industry. And he came out clean on the other side. But don't sleep on his mic skills because he was on some classic songs from back in the day. Songs that some of them I didn't even know he was on. And I didn't even know his verse was the one that I liked. But it turns out that his verse on some of these songs were what stood out to me. The dude can spit fire. And he's definitely got some swag. He sips Chris like it's H2O. Check out my conversation with Sabring Boo Sledge. Hey, yo, I come through stunning. Plus, I'm getting blunted in the new 600 with the big rims on it. We rock rocks that delight your shoulders. Got a lot of hot cars, but the drops is colder. You see VIP, me, Kelly, Gotti, and Ho. Drinking Chris like it's H2O. All we do is spin cheese because we love the dough. Mommy roll more trees for it's time to go. Come on. So tell me what's going on with Fleet Club now. You guys got, um... You got Cam coming in here for a pop-up? Yeah, I got Cam coming in for a pop-up. Um, that's Saturday, June 29th. Um, Cam got the um, Dipset Couture, the clothing line, merchandise or whatever. Um, so um, yes, they got their like, spring, summer sets that they got dropping. And um, that's also going to be performing for um, a Lyrical Lemonade, some type of festival that's out here. So uh, I've been knowing Cam and the cast for a while. And um, yeah, just something to do. I seen Cam on stage a few times and he puts yeah. on a great show. Yeah, Cam do. You know Cam a legend, man. He a real You know A three C? Yeah, A three C you ever perform at that or is that was uh, after been, your No, nah, no, nah, it, it was um it was it was coming in right like right during. Like um probably that was when most 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 cats like me that was with major label star kinda that was a way to push your little independent your little independent projects like um, the mixtapes. But having them as they, they like albums. Okay. What I'm so yeah, I've been to A3C yet. Uh, my boy Mike runs it, and okay. I had him on the podcast. He's been um, a guest. Okay. Yeah, so he put us on stage with Cam a couple years ago. But I remember at the beginning stages, that wouldn't be, they wouldn't pay people. Yeah, probably. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of cats getting payment from artists to perform and shit like that. That's what those. I ain't gonna say they were scammed. Pay for play type shit. Yeah. So what happened was, I don't know the dude's I name. I never do that shit. I've never, like, I've never understood that type of game. Yeah, because it, you're not making it on the merits of your... Of your craft. Yeah. That's why I never had, um, I'm gonna be real, like, a, a Gangsta Grills, like a solo of my own. And uh, I like... Because everybody pays him to do it. The drama's my guy, you know? So the only people who don't pay is the ones that he respect. Yeah. Their art, their music. 
And um, I've been on it. I remember I was on the first one with uh, with Young Jeezy and Gucci Man. They're so icy, but I didn't actually know drama at the time at, at a Jeezy session. And bumped into him, and he was like, oh, shit, you boo. Because he didn't put my name in the first time. And that was cool. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But later after that, it's building a relationship. I'm thinking like, oh, okay, because it's the way to go. Like, Gangsta Grizz is the hardest shit. But we'll meet up and he'll play the music, but he wouldn't just be like, little hold up, but I was noticing like he was getting like 20 G's, shit like that. Which not saying that he don't deserve it, mm -hmm. but it was parts of me looking to understand the game. Like, yo, this is a mixtape too. You know, and I didn't understand like, you know, what he was doing was making a brand, which was Gangsta Grills, you know, and I get that. Now I get it. But at the time, when I started seeing all that, you pay somebody to host your tape, you pay. You know, all that, that's when I, or DJs, or whatever, the player shit, I was never for that. Yeah, I think the guy who ran A3C at first was running yeah. it like that, mm -hmm. and then my boy took it over, and yeah. his shit is all yeah. different now. That's why a lot of those everybody. things, I didn't never, they were totally different from what I was used to. But it was, a, it was a hard transition to go from anytime I get up out the bed, I'm making a step, it's for payment. Or, you know, oh, this is a promo tour. Yo, you know, your label might send you out on before your album come out to see how it's going to do. But that's why, you know, you see less music for me even now. Because that transition of streaming, now it, it, it's, it's doing good now, the streaming world and all that. But that transition over where you can release your shit, just how it was. Like, shit, you do a song in 10 minutes and you put it out on SoundCloud and all of that. You know, I didn't never understand that. You know, it's like, who really listening to this? But it is a crowd of people who I saw, uh, only Bun listen to that. Bun B just made an album in one day the other day. Yeah. I mean, know, he's it's, a, it's a talented dude. Right, right. You know, those type of things you can do now. Yeah. But me getting my mind adjusted over to saying, like, I felt I would be, like, I felt that's like cheating the game. Like, there's no way you can make an album in a day. Nah, quality you album. Put your, you, you know what think. I'm saying? You quality, You know what I'm saying? I'm going to really say this is my album. Mm -hmm. But those rules don't apply no more. You really can. I think that thing, the fact that you do that, is better. It's looked at from the consumer better than your album. Oh, he did it in a week. Fuck how it sound, but he did it in a week. You can make it like you could go in and spit and have the lay the tracks down and put it out. Yeah. But like the writing, that has to take place over a long to, course man. of time. It has to. Writing, I mean, you can't do that to. in a day. You can't. You know what I'm saying? And it's like what you're talking about. Like you gotta dumb it down so you know to do shit like that you gotta dumb it down yeah. so simple to where it's like what, what am I doing you know, am I even, is this what you would call rap you know what I'm saying that's what's the fun part so I've heard like bits and pieces of how you met R. Kelly rock and roll McDonald's downtown Chicago mm -hmm. explain that you can tell it better than me so yeah it was just really um one night hanging out with the guys and um it was also a celebration Corey had just uh, Corey Maggetti, for those that don't know, he had just um, signed his letter of intent. He committed to Duke, and uh, we were just out hanging out. A friend of ours' car that gave Corey the car, and we were just out joy riding. You know what I'm saying? So he uh, he went. It was so packed in the parking lot. Well, it wasn't no parks, so he just jumped out to go use the bathroom. We was gonna really leave, cause come on now, you know at this time we got a curfew and everything. We gotta be home. By a certain You're like time. 19, 18. Yeah, yeah, we like 18. Fresh, fresh yeah. 18. Fresh 18, fresh you know 18. what I'm saying? Probably graduated out of high school, so we ain't used to being out like this, you know what I'm saying? Well, I just go pretty much 
like being nosy. Like, I'm not about to sit in the car. Let me go see what's going on. What's taking them so long? So as I walk in, that's where I see a bunch of people crowded around the car. So I'm actually thinking, like, oh, this is a dope car to go look at. But then knowing, not knowing, it was R. Kelly. And I see him. He see me, like, looking, and he just spoke. Like, reached his arm out, reached his hand out for a dap, dapped him back up, and he asked what I did. And I'm like, shit. Nothing. I play a little ball, trying to go to college, you know what I'm saying? And uh, like, man, you sure you don't rap? Dance, sing, or do nothing like that? I'm like, nah, he, like, he look like you rap to me. And he asks his entourage a couple times, like, don't he look like you rap? Man. And he just saying the aura, how I carry myself. And uh, kept asking me to rap something. And uh, I'm like, damn. So my good friend, like that's Darius, we call him Jim Shooter, he like tapping, like, yeah, he can rap. But I'm like, nah, man, you set me up, up, man. (laughs) So that they could give me back, you know, we get back to the town and he could, ah, he played this up in front of of R. Kelly, whatever, whatever. I was like, well, damn, something in my head. What'd you give him? Do you remember? I gave him a mace, uh, it was a mace verse. Oh, yeah, So I rapped that and I just thought I was just going to rap. And he's like, man, I knew you could rap, man. I I was like, hold on, that was somebody else's, man. You told me to rap favorite song, you know, so he's like, nah, nah, it's all good. He, um. Got a pen and paper, gave me like three numbers. And it was like, long story short, actually, he was just like, hey, man, so what y'all about to do? I'm like, um, we out, we hanging out. And once somebody from his entourage had noticed um, Corey, Corey was all American and shit. So from there, uh, he like, man, look, I'm about to go to the studio. Y'all welcome to come, y'all want to. And I'm uh, like, you driving, you need a ride? He offered me a ride, everything. We followed him, we ended up going to the studio. We was in there to about, man, um, Four in that morning, like about four that morning, just he was he was he was, he was playing his um. I got an album about to come out. I think it may be a double CD, and um, he was letting us hear joints. It was the album, the R, the red uh-huh. and black CD. Yep. So he was letting us hear like half on baby, all kind of joints. Then he would uh, he came up to me and started rapping, and then I tried to freestyle something, and just um and about the end of the night when we was getting ready to leave, he was like, look man, uh, I'm not making no promises, but. Give it a shot. For real. Make sure you hit me. ASAP. Tomorrow. I called him the next day. Met him at the gym. We played ball. Um, and after that, he asked to um, meet my parents. And from there, after that meeting, you know, he was honest. He was just like, look, you ain't going to be rich overnight. You know, if I see you really grinding, really, uh, really going after it, I can guarantee you, uh, I can guarantee you a record deal. And I just stayed after it every day. Went to the studio, everything that I um, usually would do, hanging out with the homies. I would still do it, but I would do it by, by 12 o'clock. It was done, that's, that's when, midnight is when it would be studio time. So that's where I miss having like, somebody like Noise with me or my older brother, because they was like my approval to certain decisions. I, I made a lot, not even saying approval, like I did, I made a lot of decisions according to them that I knew that they were like, like, oh, he'll he, he, he feel this was dope right here. He didn't know. And my peers, I really didn't. I, it was like you kind of, without trying to, you kind of competing with them. Like, I know more than you are. Right. I did this and you didn't get to do it. Right. I went to the dance with Courtney. Like, I went to the cotillion with Courtney. <laughs> you couldn't go to that. You know what I'm saying? Where you're taking a chick on a date. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, damn, this, this, this is what's up. So. Yeah, yeah. And getting to being like in the business, not having somebody, not having noise around, 
for my brother because those gaps is hard. Like he he noise and one year gap. And that's a lot. Well, back then, it, when it, it was when it's going more, to like going to college, it was one eighteenth of your life back it then. It really was. Now it's not much of a difference. Then, then when they go to college and it's like life. going in a different in a different state and all that, so they away learning their life. And it was like now I'm just trying to hear the fan and make my decisions toward what I think is right, what I may be influenced by. Yeah. For real, for real. It was right around the time he made the trade of equal value. He traded you for me. Yeah. That was right around when we started. Yeah, yeah, right. It wasn't right. like he traded up or down. Nah, nah, he just, he just traded up. Just a different just type of player. Actually, but I didn't, it, actually, I hadn't met you yet, though. <laughs> right nah. around there, though. It was a year later. Yeah. It was a year later. But I knew it was some way in. You were rebuilding, you know I mean? though. So you had a year without either Come of us. On, yeah. But I didn't know, you know. And that, and it, that was a hard thing, just to be honest. It would be like, difficult for me to be like a part of a part of me was feeling like a lot of my career and things wasn't even fulfilled because cat like this not really there with me but was there with me like when we in miami one of the first oh come you know definitely exposing him to this what's going on but the day to day and then when i see what he, what he's doing now oh come on man like come on I think what he's really saying is not that he necessarily would have made a completely different decision mm -hmm. but to have somebody to have, if we would have been together, then a lot of decisions are made along the way might have been different yeah. or just more well thought out. And it was, exactly. Because I definitely, because I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't have been there telling him not to rap. He wouldn't have never told me not to do it. Yeah, yeah. But he, he would have saw this. He would have saw the vision of what this, like, dog. You know what this really is. What this is leading to. He really right. would have said, if you do rap, right, we out of here. If you don't, so what? We go back to what the fuck we is. It's all right. about what you, what you feel. You know no, what I I'm think saying? you were saying like when you're with your peers. There's like some jealousy involved. Yeah, There's some like where it's like if I'm it. with my older brother, he's a hundred percent just being like supportive. Like, right. like oh yeah, I want to see my like, little brother get yeah, on or whatever. In, in like, the best way. Yeah. And not saying that they didn't sometimes be the mid man. Like I can have an issue with you maybe. Yeah. And he can be the mediator to saying, look, he know us both. So before he let us both take each other heads down, he knows where you're coming from, he knows where I'm coming from. And a lot of time not having that if you have your own homie. Like I said, a lot of times, all it takes is another hater to to amp somebody up to do a murder. Yeah. Instead of that one person to say, "You're right, oh, you, you're, you're right. a clown." Right. You finna fight her, shoot at him, cause he fucked your girl. Right. I get it. You know how many people you gotta shoot at? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that was one thing that a lot of decisions that I made in music, or just in the career, not just in music, in a career that I really missed. Like real talk. That they can really, and even to this day, no lie, that I could always say. Um, because I know when I look and see like how his videos and stuff coming out now, probably would have had like 10 Wayne videos under your belt now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, but, but that's, that's if that's if I'd even knew that this is what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, back then. exactly. I, I he didn't know this. So I was, it was on a whole like, other real, vibe. He was on a whole other vibe. So the first night in the studio, that's like. Is that like going to the gym and getting up shots? Like I, I don't rap, the first so night I don't know how it works. Is. Like you, yeah. Like what are you doing on the mic? Like you're going oh, on the well, mic. He's giving you me. verses to do. He's oh, like, well, what funny for me is that, you know, it was super new to me, so I knew nothing. Never seen the studio. That's what I mean. Time. Like he's showing you the ropes right now. This is like not even. first day of practice. Not, not even. even. He's so now you know someone like him. To be honest, is real, like real savvy, like put you. It's like like it's like it's like being a deer in headlights. I put you in this situation, and you just gotta be ready for it. 
It's totally different. So like, he's testing you. Yeah, super test. So, like, even in that era of music, like, we actually had to, when we met somebody, you had to spit on, right? You had to spit right then and there. It wasn't all tomorrow or check my page out. Nah, you had to show, get down right there. You know what I'm saying? So, first test was this. Yo, meet me at the studio at uh, whatever time. Get to the studio. You know, he said, well, I'm hooking you up with my, my producer. I'll hook you up with a producer. And this is crazy how this happened. So, gets to the studio. I'm sitting at the, because uh, like, first time I went was with him. So, you know, you following where he's going. So, now you get there. I'm like, you know, I don't see him. And they uh, got the, uh, the runners or whatever to work there. Okay, cool. Uh, who are you going to the room? Uh, where was the producer? The dude met me downstairs, the producer. Man. Shout out to him. His name is Roy Hamilton. This is crazy. So we get, we get in the room, get in the control room, we're in the studio. So Roy, like, kick it to me. Uh, this is the producer, how a producer do it with an artist. Now, I don't know this because I haven't been, so you know. So say you, I'm the producer, you the artist. So tell him, yeah, man, uh, check it out. I got some beats. I'm going to go through them, whatever you like. You pick what you like. Once you pick it, you start right. So he's playing beats, playing beats and shit. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, all of them sound Yeah, that one. Yeah, that you one. know what I'm saying? We probably get to maybe, maybe through two, through two beats. And I said, man, I'll be honest, I like that. Like, Fucking with that, I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, uh, yeah. He, he has me over pen and pad. So I'm sitting there, Write bro. Something. No lie, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, shit. They do they not know? I just met this dude a couple of days. I never rap. I'm like, he must have forgot that song I said <laughs> to him was somebody else's. You know what I'm saying? So I sit there, bro. And you were like a C student. Yeah, so how definitely you, how you was gonna, a C student. So how the fuck am I like finna sit and write? You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there, not saying nothing for about a good 15 minutes. And finally just eating me up. I'm like, hey, y'all, look. This is my first time ever. Well, this is actually my second time ever in the studio. So um, I don't know the first thing what to write about. I never wrote a rap. I don't know what. So uh, homie Roy says, Nah, I knew, man. I just want to see how long you're going to go before you said something. You know what I'm saying? How long you're just going to fake it, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. until you actually said something. So, check it, man. We're just going to write them. We're just going to come up. We're going we're gonna to write a verse. And I'm like, so how, how do you write? What do I write about? And he's like, man, uh, what you feel? How you feel? What, what, what you like? What you into? You know what I'm saying? And I come to bed. He got a beard and everything and shit, right? So I'm thinking he's older. Funny thing, this dude is my same age. This dude, Roy. Yeah, but Kels has got, right before Kels bumped into me, he had took some time off, and he was playing semi-pro uh, basketball in Atlantic City. Uh, Roy the USBL, that yeah, team up he, there? Yeah. yeah, him, Roy Jones, cats yeah. like that was playing. So yeah. Roy was from a place called Pleasantville, New Jersey. Yeah. Super close to Atlantic City. Yeah, so South Jersey. Was, so South Jersey, exactly. I went there with him before. So every um, game, he would come with a tape for R. Kelly. Like to hear his, and eventually Kells like that. Moved him out here. All right. So now he's the producer, right? So he was doing tracks, so um, he's telling me, um, so he's trying to tell me how to write. And I'm like, dog, I don't even know the first word to start with. You know what I mean? And um, he's like, what you into? Like, what you, I'm like, man, shit, what any 19-year-old girls, clothes, having a good time, he's like, cool. And um, 
we came up with a hook. We came up with it. Um, all I want to do, boo, is swing with you. I got a pocket full of money and a suite for two. We can hit this spot. I'm going to hop in my six and I'm going to put your ass up on some play and shit. <laughs> so he helped me. We went back and forth. He helped me with that. So once he went with that, he said, nah, just tell a story about how you want to bag and shit. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think he gave me the first line. Like, uh, uh, show that you want a baller. Show I can spoil you. Something, something, something with the band of the spoiler. Like, it was that kind of, you know, it was that kind of rhyme. Like, the Puff made this kind of slow flow shit. Yeah, yeah. And now, so I do, I do this song. I do this song. And I remember going into the booth where it was written. And I was, like, trying to read it now. So I'm skipping over the writing process. But I'm getting to, this is when I knew, like, yeah, I could do this. So now I'm in, and this is all the same day, it's my second time ever in the studio. This is how I know I'm a natural at any fucking thing. So, so your I'm, confidence is up. Now it's kind of getting up, but not there. So I'm reading the paper, because it's like I reach one goal, damn, I actually done wrote the whole rap. Now the next step was, like you like you saying, go get on the mic. Now getting on the mic, the weird part, hearing yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm reading it. And you know, when you're reading something, you know, your eyes is pretty much, you're saying what you're saying, but you're looking down. I so happen to like look up while I'm reading it. When every time I would look up, it would fuck me up, it would stop. So every time I would look up, I would mess up, but I mess up because I'm, I, I'm, I'm seeing them in the control room, the Roy, that they're doing the, like the, the producer bop. So I'm gonna try it again. I said, yeah, give me again from the top. Like, Why you stop? I said, just give me again from the top. Let me let me let me start over. I would probably wouldn't say it from the top. Like, let me start over. Start you over. You didn't know the terminology then. I didn't know the terminology yet. So I'll start over. I'm going. I look up again. Same thing. So because you're wondering, you want yeah, feedback. Yeah, I like, am I doing this like, yeah. So I stack the verse. And uh, he said, yo, yeah, now say everything. I said, what is that? What's stacking? He said, say everything that you said again up under that. So I go and I do that. They're like, nah, ad lib. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? He said, just say anything behind the, you know, how did he say, get that, take that, and all of that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we get through that, you know what I'm saying? Boom, song is done. Now, Roy said, wow, the song was only like, and this was then, in our time, and it's crazy to say our time. But like now, I look it's like a song could be like a minute. Like a hook, a verse, and another hook in the sand. You know, we would probably have to have a whole song that's close to like two and a half, three minutes. So uh, Roy was like, you know, it ain't really long enough. He said, cool, he added like eight bars. He added eight bars on it. Now, after he do this, we do the song. I never, I heard it back a couple times. I couldn't keep the tape because I Kelly owned all the music, so I couldn't take it really home with me, whatever, whatever, because he had to give it to Kels for everything that he made. It was like, it was like we, we was in boot camp because he's trying to get his production shit up. And I'm trying to get, he's over me to get, make my shit sound right, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, we, um, so from that, I was like nervous to ever hear myself. I didn't want to call Kels no more, do nothing. So I went home and I'm like, you know, uh, when do I gotta go visit this school? I went to go visit um, University of Memphis. So I'm like, now my mom and they kinda like me. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just go to school. You know what I'm saying? And just try to pursue basketball, you know what I mean? Go to college, it is what it is. I'm like, I don't think that. Cause I knew I didn't know shit. Like with music, how to write it, how mm-hmm. to, the terminology, I felt dumb as fuck. 
I'm like, man, I can't, I ain't do that shit. So I went about a whole, maybe three or four days, I didn't reach out to Kells or nothing, right? So I went, I go see the school and everything. And my parents, they from Tennessee. So we go to my mom's hometown. And I'm out, we're just kicking it. Oh, I'm at a cousin house. And she done told a few people in the family that I bumped into Kells or whatever. So uh, one of my cousins just fucking with me like, yeah, I heard you met out Kelly. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. I bet you can't call him. I can't call him. What? Crazy, what? I can call him? Uh, so fuck it, I calls him. And I'm just knowing he's not going to pick up my phone call. You know what I'm saying? Dude, he, he picks the phone up. Right? And I don't even know what to call him on the phone. Like, do I say, all right, like, I don't miss the miss. I don't know what to even say. They're like, who is this? I'm like, this boo. He said, man, where you at? Where you been at? I was like, oh, I'm not just came to visit this school, man. You know what I mean? I came to see the school or whatever. He said, why are you ever coming back? I'm like, yeah. So as soon as you get back to the city, man. And he said, I like that song. I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, as soon as you get back to the city, man, get up with me, man. Click, hung up. So I went back to tell my mom. I'm like, hey, he said he liked the song or whatever I did. I'm like, what song? And we ain't heard it. I'm like, well, he got it. I did it. I did a song. You know what I mean? So I get back. Let him know I'm back, and um, it's A and R, which was at the time his cousin Blackie. He uh, told me, "Yeah, boo, meet us at the uh, studio, like, whatever time. We'll meet him at the studio." And um, he had a black navigator. I'll never forget. They tell me, "Come get in the car." I get in the car, and he's banging that song that I did. All I want to do, he's banging that shit. And what I didn't realize was I was actually making my demo at that time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when the cat Roy puts his verse, when he when he put his verse on mine, when he, when he put the like extra eight bars, Rob said, man, y'all sound like a group. Matter of fact, boy, you about to rap, y'all about to be a group. That's Gotti? No, that's not Gotti. Oh, I'm like. But we was called the Vegas Cats. Yeah? Yeah. What's Kels that made up, He made up this name for it, because um, he's asking us to find the names for ourselves. Because like my name, like my, Name say man, you know what I mean? But my nickname Boo. Oh, boo it's boo. already Boo, your nickname. It's already it was Boo Boo. My mom, but you could ask Miss Chu, she called me that to this day. All of them, you know what I'm saying? But it'll be um. So you know, as you get old, you gotta we gotta chop one Boo off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for real, for real. So I got a friend named Poo. Yeah, he's called Poo Poo. Yeah, so, so you gotta now. chop one off. You know what I'm saying? So it was like that's how I'm like this is really me. I didn't never have an MC somebody. Never that. So I remember we was going over names and shit. And we were trying to figure like shit that, like thinking of two man duos and shit, like Smith and West and, mm -hmm. and you know, Classic. not really knowing that was really a gun, yeah. a gun company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I remember we went with uh, Garcia and Vega. Yeah. That was the cigars. That yeah. was, um, I was Garcia, he was Vega. He loved it that. That was his whole <laughs> little swag. You know, he was kind of more musically inclined because his, his, his grandfather. Name, he's named after his grandfather and father. He's like Roy Hamilton III. He was a, a jazz guy. So he had the music shit like pumping with him. He, he had a vision, that's what he wanted to do. So he was like wheeling me along and making me understand it more. So Kels, we couldn't come up with a name for ourselves. And then and uh, Rob was like, man, I'm gonna call y'all Vegas Cats. Cause it's like both of y'all betting on, y'all taking a bet. Um, you know y'all career on what y'all doing you know and we end up being if you look on the um the double cd the r 
It's a song on this one, number eight. The song We Ride. With Vegas Cats? Yeah. <laughs> You'll see Vegas Cats on there. And that was before Boone got it. So I'm a real legend. You know, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Friends, a lot, a lot of people don't know that. And on that song is Cameron, Noriega, us, and Jay Z. Call we ride. Only calls be a lot up in here. Money makers got my thug niggas watching my rear for player haters. 18 and I'm living a dream. Go figure how we nigga that sunger than you. Ice bigger, don't sweat that. Stick to rap, nigga, try that. Call my nigga I Kev if you need a hit black. And when you get it, make it known, baby, who get it? Here to make your fans hit the stores and go get it. Now here come a bittersweet note for the fellas. Left out the club with her friend, now she jealous. Man, cause she can't ride in the elevator. Yeah, she kind of mad, but the baller could tell us. While you sleep, sleep, sleep. I'm in the bands going beat, beat, beat. Got your girl saying, yo, who he? So let's ride the Rock Glance party. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you got like intro music to this, you might could use that as an intro. Like it, it was something. It's something Possibility. You got some good ones though. Nah, nah, you got some yeah, classics yeah, yeah. that might get, yeah, so. might get used first. When every day I would just have to write. I would say my rap to kill what you been working on, you know. And when I like rap, yeah, you get a good reaction. Some shit didn't make the cut. Some shit would be like, oh nah, that ain't. Uh, do that over. You know, that's the type of thing that could fuck up your um, the confidence and shit too. Someone that big telling you like, I don't like that. Exactly. It can really, but it made me super strong. It made me be like such a perfectionist. It made me always raise the bar high for whatever it is I do. I still feel like those people are, are watching because I'm connected to them mm -hmm. in some kind of way. You know, no matter what their personal issues or life is, or like same way with Lil Wayne, he was a super perfectionist with just the bar was always high with rhyming. Like just, just rhyming don't just get it. Like, That's like any good coach or teacher. Like they're not going to accept for real. your first. Yeah. And nowadays, that's first. what's so funny about, like, I look at it like it's so backwards now. Like, if, if it's something simple as this. If, if a girl asks you, oh, should I get my ass done? That's what you're really supposed to say nowadays. You're supposed to say what? Yeah, go get it done. That's beauty. That's beautiful. God's going to really love you. Yeah, you're going to really. That's the key to getting it. Because if you sit and tell them, you know, you're putting poison in your body. You, you can be putting yourself at a health risk. How many times are you going to have to do that? If a girl say they want liposuction or something instead of, well, how you going to go to the gym and just put yourself on a strict diet and pray about it and, and work towards it every day? Same. Yeah. January 8th is his birthday. Same Top birthday as me. Wow. I always felt some type of connection to his music. Mm -hmm. uh, my best friend died in college. We played his music at the funeral. Yeah. Um, every time I heard, I wish. Yeah. Like, I could sit there and think of the things mm -hmm. he's talking about. That's the stuff I was doing with my boy if right I... before he passed. Yeah. You're on the remix, right? Mm -hmm. Literally my favorite singer of all time. Yeah. Then all the craziness starts happening. Mm -hmm. And I kind of looked the other way, and I was like, you know what, though? Like, this dude is, he's having sex with, like, teenagers that are like, <laughs> you know... Yeah. They're almost adults. Mm -hmm. It's not little kids, you know? So mm -hmm. I kind of gave him a pass. But, and then you got Michael Jackson, who's actually fucking with little kids. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I can't fuck with Mike anymore, <laughs> but I can still fuck with R. Kelly. Yeah. 
but the shit is just to the point where it's like I can't even listen to him anymore without thinking about like yeah. I dealt with abuse as a right, kid. Right, 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 right. So for me, I look at it like how can I support somebody like mm-hmm. this? So for someone like you, who he put you on, mm-hmm. he mentored you. Yeah, he was nothing as far as I know, and you seem like you said he's been honest with you. Yeah, he's been nothing but good to you. For real. How do you feel about a guy like him? It's it's crazy because like all those things are really honestly true with how. He dealt, you know how he dealt with me. And you just said it best, put me on, uh, never put me in an uncompromising situation or position. And the one thing I look at it for is like, what the, the world is like, a lot of people is, I always said it like with the music business, we're on the side, inside looking out, and a lot of people's on the outside looking in. On the inside looking out, it's a lot of bullshit that goes on business-wise that you don't fuck with. A lot of a lot of that goes on. But in the case of what he does, what what he what, what he's going through, I look at it like um, everybody's wrong in that aspect, including him. If we looking at the legal side to it, if we looking at because I know that any parent or guardian, if you're trying to put your kid or a person in position of music into and you and you bring it around him, you know what you know what comes with him. But if, if, if not saying if he does this or he don't. But the kids, I mean, a fifteen-year-old girl, a sixteen-year-old girl, how could yeah. they be at wrong? They they're trying to just yeah, get they, their career get, career popping. They get their career popping, and you know they can actually honestly. I've seen a lot of young girls like older cats. Mm-hmm. They can be in a situation where they don't know no better. And when you're young, you don't know no better. You don't know no better. Um, you know, obviously, it could be something that, you know, you definitely need help for. But that's in his personal life. So it's hard for me to attach personal from, you know, what you did. Like, your craft is your craft. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's a genius. You what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, if we could sit and say this. People aren't going to deny that. Say, you know, I remember Kobe Bryant was in a situation. Mm-hmm. But people that are like habitual, it's just yeah, kind of yeah, like, habitual, yeah, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, 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 it's, it, it definitely, it's definitely an eye opener. I think it's just the times is different too. You can't get away with no shit like that. Nah. Now, nah. and that's pretty much what it was. You still have a relationship with him at all? I, feel, I, yeah, I do. Yeah? I do. Because we never had no reasons of, of not. And um, that's the type of thing that, um, the one thing I can say is, his composure is up like, yeah, like, like, that ain't true. That ain't me. It's just, in these days and times, you know, you ain't getting away with shit. What I can't tell you is I can empathize with you being in a situation like that. I had a friend I grew up with, a very mm-hmm. close friend. Mm-hmm. He ended up going to jail for murder. Mm-hmm. And like, who wants to associate with That's a murderer? Right. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I know yeah. what he, uh-huh. I won't get into the details, but yeah, what he did mm-hmm. was 100% wrong. Right, right, There's right, no, right. like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he kind of had to do it. Like, mm-hmm. nah, he didn't have to yeah. do it. He did some crazy bullshit. Right, yeah. I had a lot of, I still do have a lot of, like, back and forth on, like, should I remain in touch with this dude? I mean, mm-hmm. I've visited him a few times. Mm-hmm. I've been in touch with him. Mm-hmm. Letters. He's getting out. He's been mm-hmm. in for 20 years. He's getting out. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. But see... Like with us, it's just it's just different because we have a real, like a lot of people can say something that don't have a, a relationship with this person or a connection. Right. When you got a connection with somebody, whether they done right or wrong or they've done something good to you, 
you know, it's a part of you is supposed to still have that that good for that person. You know, because guess what? We all fuck up in some kind of way. Nobody fuck up. Oh, no, I definitely believe in second chances and but, redemption but and all I'm that. Just, I'm sitting in, you know, to be in the honest, it ain't cool. Like, that ain't cool. Not, not in, no, in no shape, form, or fashion. Not in, not in, not in my world. Like, that ain't the cool. stuff they're saying he did yeah, ain't that cool. Yeah, that ain't play. But he didn't necessarily. You know, but I can say that, you know, I didn't see nothing to that merit um, around them, neither. Thing when you play, and you weren't a witness to any of that stuff. Nah, 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 not to the extreme of just regular you know, studio stuff, chicks and regular, yeah. stuff you see at the studio. But really, like running his ship, like you know, when they say, Oh, you didn't want so and so talking, and it's I've been around plenty of individuals that did not want their um, like even the people that work together, like all of us. I couldn't speak to Sparkle in that same, you know, but but the, what changed the dynamic for me was being an artist. And you're like a friend of a friend of a friend, like, like this. This is the thing that these, that I, that that I think that these these women didn't understand. All right, just because you probably your, your your dream was singing, just because who he is, and I had to learn this. It doesn't make if you a if you if you a star, you got the potential, or you really got it, got it. It's gonna happen. Yeah, can't nobody stop that. I don't give a fuck. If the people could stop it, it wouldn't be no fifty cent. It wouldn't be, you know what I mean. So, the the individuals that I think that came around those, they didn't have the talent. He could, he couldn't put it all together to make them blow up. But them fucking around or whatever it may be, like that that's the most of it. They built that kind of relationship, friendship, whatever it may be. Cause I looked to see Sparkle, her shit came out when we first come around. She had a platinum record. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he controlled the narrative far as I'm writing these songs for you. Video's gonna come out. He directed that shit. That was genius moves. And you know, and I think Sparkle was pretty. But is she the masses type of I think she was more I found her more attractive being around her. You're right. Like, oh she's cool as shit versus do I first looking and like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Did a lot of guys have Cover a girl poster on the wall? Right. Like so Kel saw the that if you could take and it's almost like Mary J. I think Mary J is beautiful, but is she that, that like her realness, how her, how she can be like she's the everyday person. You know what I'm saying? And that's like what I looked at with Kels. He's like DMX of, of, of R and B. Feel me from the bottom for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, nah, he's from the bottom mm-hmm. for real. I never recall us as a company, friends group. Maybe one time we went to like a fly restaurant. Like one time we maybe went to Houston. As a, any other time it was ordering pizzas, it was the vibe of the studio. Everything revolved around that that studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yes, he would get fucking McDonald's, White Castle, this type of and it's only a certain amount of people that's gonna go for that. But no, he wasn't hanging out at McDonald's to oh, this is where young girls be at. That's a myth. What, what young girls, if we go to McDonald's right now, what young chicks are we going to see? Kids with their parents, probably. Exactly, so it's not a hangout. I haven't been to McDonald's you, in years. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and guess what? I really don't. I don't like McDonald's as food-wise like that. But it's always a part of it that's like, damn, yo, I got to discover that. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. So with my psychic and with, like, with, with, with what plays with my conscience. It's nostalgia. Like, and what plays with my conscience is always like, wow. 
this individual helped me. But how would you how would you feel if I came into this store last week and I was like, hey, I'm I'm friends with Courtney. You grew mm-hmm. up with Courtney. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with Courtney. Be on my podcast. And you're like, cool. Mm-hmm. And then the next day somebody comes in. You, you're going to do Keeping in the Hundo? You know that dude. He fucks with little kids. He fucks with like, you know, 12-year-old, 13, 14. He's a sick dude. You still going to do that podcast? Hey, if you got the numbers right, I ain't going to lie. Like, with that part of the shit, can I erase that I've been on records with these people? You know, they say the same shit about everybody. What is the difference when it comes to the doing wrong type thing? With all that said. Because I'll somebody telling me some shit. I, I, I'm probably, I got to figure for myself too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of them. Just because they said whatever. Now, I'll be like, hey, yo, they saying so-and-so. Let me, let me assess it for myself, though, before I run off of what he said, she said. You know? All right. You know what I'm saying? But I pray for Kells that, you know, um, I pray for them all in the situations like that, you know. Um, but I am thankful for the things he's done to me and let me get exposure and uh, put me in situations to help myself and my family. I appreciate that. I ain't gonna lie. Some of the good stuff, uh, I would say the highlight for me looking back at your career mm-hmm. from the outside is Fiesta. Yeah. Boy, that, that's like the anthem of my college years you yeah. know what I mean like for real for real yeah cause I mean it was filmed in Miami I went to school mm-hmm. in Miami yeah it just had the the vibe of what we were doing in college you know I bet it's bet. like the soundtrack to and then and then of course my boy one of my best friends in college Courtney yeah. is like yeah that's my boy that's I crazy that guy, you that, know so we're sitting there like oh okay we're rooting for you just because of him y'all went to Miami for college yeah imagine that like really went to <laughs> and y'all didn't go to like to Miami like a junior college or y'all really hurricanes yeah we went to the U like real hurricanes without playing on no sports team no without wearing no jersey we won the intramural championship yeah though. i know about that too <laughs> but i'm just meaning like that, that's like super dope like every day like and i really commend y'all for that because that's some dope shit well because like, we know a lot of people that came down there and they didn't last long because you I can bet. go to miami for college and not do any work come on you know man. like this is crazy but the i got thrown is. out of my first college yeah and i transferred there so mm-hmm. I wasn't going to fuck that up. Yeah, you couldn't. And I didn't. That, that was the shit, though. But yeah, Fiesta was super, super duper. Like, man, I, man, I could think about that anytime and just get like right back in that mode. Did you know mode. making Fiesta that it was going to be a hit? I did. I mean, because just when we, on it. Because just when we did the regular one, just to be, just, just the reaction that it would always, you know, just, just the regular I love the original. One. Because once he did the J, once he added him to it, and then the video comes after that, it just was like, yeah, this is one. We here. Like, we here to stay. Like, this solidifies. This solidifies right here. If you, if, you could, if you could stand up to this one. And, and I remember doing that verse uh, in one take. In one take. Because I remember, I, to this day, I want to change my last line. Because I've talked like to a, a vet, perfectionist. Like a true vet. Yeah, did it in <laughs> one take. And um, it's always the, the last line I always feel I wanted to, um, because. Can we get that verse? Yeah, it, it was like. It's not that long, um, so we yeah, can get it. Yeah, definitely. Let's hear Come it. Come through stunning. 
Plus, I'm getting blended in the new 600 with the big rims on it. We rock rocks that light your shoulders. Got a lot of hot cars, but the drops is colder. You see VIP, me, Kelly, got it in hold. Drinking Chris like it's H2O. All we do is spin cheese because we love the dough. Mommy roll more trees before it's time to go. Now, I always wanted to change the last nine because I said, Mommy roll more trees before it's time to go. Like, instead of saying before. Yeah. And that was always in the back of my mind. Like, yeah. I didn't get it out right. I ain't, I yeah, sound stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I sound like I can't pronounce. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I went straight through that verse and they was like, Yo, get out there. You killed that. Come on. No, don't say nothing else. You it's done. it. No, you're done. You're in and out. How about the video shoot, shoot down in Miami just, mostly? The shoot was in Miami, private beach, like in Fort Lauderdale somewhere. Yeah. And um, I remember the day before I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, just trying to see like what a real, like I've been to the video, you know, I wish we had the video shoot. I was comfortable with that one because it was here. Yeah. I had a lot of support system there. You were in the hood and I wish. Yeah. But going to the one, um, uh, Fiesta was in Miami. So this was totally different. It was like now you got to meet with the stylist the day before. You got to talk with the director. And the director was Little X, which is, he was Hype Williams' understudy. Mm -hmm. Like this is the cream of the crop. Back then he was just getting started, right? Right. But he was, he was taking off. Though. Yeah. He was taking off. So it's like you had all the, you had to prep for this video. And I'm like, damn, this is going to be like crazy. Like this is, this is one of those. Like it's going to be MTV, BT every outlet that can be like damn so um i remember like just being super antsy making sure like how i'm gonna look on camera you know be cool how is jay-z and all these cats gonna be and man i remember just getting to the shoot um the, come and pick us up we get to the shoot and i see the trailers and i see like the beach and all the girls and i'm like yeah this 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 the music business man this is it. We, we really here now. They this is what I've been dreaming yeah. about. <laughs> so it was like, I'm about to have fun from here on out. I'm finna turn up on this video. I'm finna just get drunk. I'm old enough to drink now. You I, were 21 then? Just turned 21 yeah. a couple months before that. And just was like, let's go. I'm, I'm able to drink now. I'm finna enjoy this shit. All the way lit. No, Chicks no, all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. I was wild. I was wild. They couldn't find me when it's time to come get me on set because I didn't understand. Like, you know, Jay and them, they was like super, um, and Kels, they, they, they were like super professional. So they didn't have enough time talking to the, what I'm talking to every chick in the video, whoever noticed me or whatever, I'm, I'm all in. But yeah, those are some of the best times. I heard stories, not through anybody that mutual friends or anything of ours. Yeah. I heard stories about things that went on down there. Yeah. Boo, Gotti. Yeah. Like, from chicks I know Just chicks that you know. Yeah. Because yeah. we was hot so, in Miami. I know. Like, we was on stuff. fire. Like, that was like, we was like, I'm like, oh, this home. This is home. Like, South Florida was our shit. For real, for real. So that all directs to this. He never knew this story. And I said this on another podcast, because this, and this guy named Courtney, too. You know Courtney Black? Of course. Yeah, so... He does Was he your year or behind He's you? my year. So he does a podcast too, which is called Inside the Cave. I ain't trying to, you know, plug. No, 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 no. Podcast yeah, is not, it's not yeah, competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, competitive I want like people that. to listen to it's more not podcasts. Because really, yeah, people sure. who listen to podcasts listen but to podcasts. But he always, he always key on this story. But he key on the funny, the humor part of it. And I always key on the, like, the real sad part of it. 
First show, right, Courtney? Mm-hmm. First show. Is at the damn, uh, it's, it's, it's what they call it now. One of the, some uh, big jams. Right, 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 right. But this is the big jam in, let's say, 2000. Okay. Because Fiesta wasn't even out yet, I remember. It was I'm, I in wish, Miami. I'm in Miami, by it's the way. It's I Wish Remix. So you in Miami, by the way. Y'all in Miami. Yeah, right. Right. We like, out. We so you know Miami. where. Yeah. So you, so, so now I'm in this. Right, I'm trying to wake him up. So You're right. not even there to be even, to share this moment with me. We're right. in Key West, sleep, sleeping next to Roosters. <laughs> right. You, in the back of a Buick. Your mom may have been there. I wonder. She may have. Because she came to one, but I don't know if she came to that. Uh-huh. But so imagine, you ain't even there to shed it. Right. Your dog finna go out in front of 30,000. 30, Your little bro. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and we know nothing about this. Right. So this day was crazy. Kel's, um, tell, oh, so I get, now I'm getting, the, the label are telling us, oh, man, you got sound checking. This type of shit before the show. Me, I never knew what the fuck sound check was. Didn't know whatever it is. So I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm chop the deal. I never had to do shit like that. <laughs> and this is why. So I'm on the way to this sound check. It starts snowing. I'm rushing. I slide through a, uh, you know how you don't put all the way on the gas. I slide through a stop sign. Bam. I had a new Lincoln Mark 8. My shit gets hit. I don't got time to do a police report, no nothing. I tell the person, yo, take my, take my shit. I got good insurance. Get at me. I got somewhere to go. Half my door hanging off. I pulls up to the United Center, get there. Nobody's here, but like the band and shit. I'm like, what the sound? They're like, oh, nobody came. I'm like, hold on. Now, mind you this, I had a girl in the building I lived in. Me and my brother had an apartment in Oak Park. It was an African girl. She did braids. So I'm like, I'm getting my hair rebraided. I'm taking half of it down. So I got half my shit unbraided, <laughs> half braided. So I was going to do the sound check, come back and get braided, right? So now I go to the studio. I goes from there, sound check thing, door still hanging off the car, fucked up. Brand new shit too. I get to the studio, now I come in there looking like, remember Gina when she was on Martin and um, uh, she, she got the car towed or something, she kept coming right. back, didn't want to lie, hair all over the head, I'm right. just sweating them. So Kells and Gotti, everybody in the basement of the studio, all they pre-game and having a good time, and I come in here, huffing, they like, what's wrong with you, where you? I said, man, they telling me to go to a sound check and all this shit, man. So I, I wasn't even cursing around kids, but now I'm like, fuck this. I done got in a car accident, motherfucking. Look at my, I have my hair unbraided. I don't got my fit to what I'm going to wear. Man, I went to a sound check. Nobody was there. And uh, they all bust out, start laughing at me. Drunk laughs. Like, what is this? And I'm like, what the fuck is funny? You know what I'm saying? They're like, you done had you a whole, a whole day, like, before the show. And, uh. Rob like, nah, that's good. He say, fuck sound check. You a rapper. Who told you to go to that shit anyway? You don't gotta go to no sound check. Who told you to do that anyway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'm docking them. Whoever told you, who sent you that message? Whatever, whatever. So now he's, he's, he's pumping me up now. You know, he said, don't worry about them braids. He said, you know what? Go out there just like that. If you, if you had your hair done and the whole outfit on, he said, just think about it. And I had to really think, they said, you're going to be on stage all of two minutes. <laughs> and think of what your verse is. I'm only coming out for a verse. And I'm like, damn. I think. He said, I know you revved up. He said, that's going to feel like the longest two minutes of your life. You're going to be out there for two minutes. And he said, he said people going to really accept you because you're going to come. It's going to even look like you wasn't even. He probably was saying all oh, this to just really make me feel better. Right. He said, it ain't going to even look like you was even. But it helped me, though. I swear he helped me. He said, 
it ain't gonna even seem like to the crowd that you even knew you had a concert this day. You just a nigga from the hood that just came with your shit out and you came to rap and you and leave. And, and I took that model like with a lot saying, like your first thing, if your hair could be done, they said, what if you forget everything you got to say? Make sure you know your verse. Make sure you know, make sure you, you had that, you know, you had that, that stage presence. That's what's important. Get in front of that mirror, and I got in front of the mirror, said my verse a bunch of times. And when it came, I was, I was ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I was ready. We were talking about nostalgia and how, like, that song, Fiesta especially, and I Wish, Bring Me Back. Yes, sir. Let's move on to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. How do you link up with Cash Money? Oh, well, Cash Money, we linked up a little after Fiesta came out. Now we're, like, hot. Super hot. So we in kind of this, um, this like bidding war because word through the industry they had new when we did Fiesta and everything we wasn't even signed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, at this time, Kells he hadn't went through a situation yet. It was right around that. It was getting right. closer to that, and um, however, I remember this is crazy. I remember. Um, we was, we was all standing out in Orlando because he was prepping for his tour. And this is where he would um, rehearse at. They had a, uh, Jive had a lot of sound stages out there for like the boy bands, mm -hmm. which was like NSYNC, yep. you know, and Britney Spears and shit. Um, yeah, so we out in Orlando and we was having a house party. And now him and Jay is building a cool relationship with each other. I remember Jay-Z comes through the house party and it happened to be at me and Gotti's house. Like he rented out all these subdivisions. Jay-Z and Tracy McGrady come through this house party. And I remember we in the house party and we just kicking it. And Kels pull us to the side and say, hey, uh, Jermaine Dupree want to work with y'all. So this is when we actually got our first um, paperwork to be signed. Because he like, man, if y'all go out there unsigned, he can pay you what he want, like do some work for hire type of shit. So, uh, independent contract. Yeah, it could have been like that. So, uh, so getting into how we meet baby as we go, and we, um, Jermaine Dupree flies out to Atlanta to be on his album instructions. So, we, uh, we do the, we do the song and everything, we get to the uh, studio, we do the song, and, uh, JD, like, man, uh, tonight, well, I'm gonna take y'all out, I'm gonna take y'all out to the spot, the Velvet Lounge. So, we do the song, and, uh, tell us to come back to the studio, and we go to the club. And when we in the club, I noticed that uh, Cash Money was in the club also. Saw Baby and Slim, that whole entourage. And I saw that um, he like he noticed us. And I tapped God, he like, hey, I think, uh, I wasn't calling Bird Man then. I'm like, well, maybe from Cash Money, okay. yeah. he noticed us, man. He like, yeah. God, you know, I'm like, yeah, we should go say something to him. So we just go, we go speak. They love Chicago. And right when we spoke, before he even said what's up, he just said my verse. I come through stunning. Just like that, man, what's up, young man? You know, like that. And we we exchanged and we had the Motorola two way pages. Yeah. We exchanged numbers, hit them with the beam. That's what it's called, beaming. Yeah. Hit them with the beam. And like every day after that, he would call just to like he would reach out. What's up, little homie? How's it going? How's it going? And one day I think he reached out and him and Gotti had an in depth conversation. And Gotti came in. To me, we was in Orlando. He like, hey man, uh, baby, wanna fly us out to New Orleans? Cause we got word that we wasn't going on tour with, with Kev. Okay. So we had a meeting about that, and he was like, 
you know, we was mad about that because we like, we want to go on tour and we on these major records on your album. But um, he was like, well, y'all about, about to work on y'all album. So I was like, y'all not going to go on tour. So in the midst of that, we didn't want to sit around Orlando not doing shit. Like, our family gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So once Birdman flies out. You ain't going to go fuck with Mickey and Donald. And then it was crazy. Exactly. You know, we're not going to go fuck with them. So Not that Mickey. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Mickey Mouse, Disney. So hey, we, Mickey Halstead's on some of the, the cash money. He's on my, Right? But he's only Mickey. Yeah. He's not Mickey Halstead at all. He's on the intro to my album. Yeah. Me and God is Perfect Time album. Yep. So when we um, get to New Orleans, that's when we get to meeting everybody. And Mickey, found out Mickey was from here. Mm-hmm. And they asked us about Mickey and stuff like that. Now the thing was different that we hadn't hadn't been here in a long time since then. We living on the road now. We, we hadn't really been here in a long time, so I didn't know a lot of the upcoming cats. So I didn't know of Mickey at the time. But the first day we met, uh, baby, they had us all there in the same hotel. First day we met, Mickey and his sister, we all kicked it off. It was 100. We was like family from that day. And I remember the next day. Uh, Birdman was like, well, look, man, I honestly don't want y'all to leave until y'all sign. Like, let's get this going, man, for real. Y'all not finna go on tour. Is this the same time period that they're trying to sign Mickey to? And Mickey, Mickey was basically signed. had to make, he was Mickey, already signed? Mickey was signed. Okay. Mickey was signed, still delivered, yeah. So uh, he probably was signed maybe a good, at this time, probably, probably about a, maybe a year at that time. But he was well, he was well... Like in the mix, like baby had, and then one thing with it, baby them always had high regards for Mickey. Honestly, they really did. I just think it was no image that they could really. They didn't understand that. Like Mickey was on the yay vibe. Mm-hmm. He was on that vibe then, and just being with a southern record label at the time, it wasn't a good fit. It was a bit ahead of the curve. Yeah, and you know if they, and it, and it was hard to see that then. It really was. I think, like, you look, Jay and those guys, they didn't see it with Kanye. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he was able to build him such a name because he was still doing beats. Yeah. Then you're looking at, you listen to, like, Mick Music. Mick not finna make the, um, you know how to make a radio hit, but that's not who he is. Right. You know, he got the talent to make a, a number one chart man to anything. But Mick is gonna talk what he feels. He, you know, I, I, I ain't seen no rapper like him as far as, as a person. Meaning, right, you know, told his Bible with him and really read it. And I don't know, oh, I did, he just got it with him yeah. on some, oh, I'm trying to act like I'm righteous. Right, right. Totally. Got his Bible with him, all about his family, sports, stand-up dude, you know what I mean? Not, not afraid joints. to be who he is, you know what I'm saying? And so you look at the things he's doing now. And that's the one case when I say, I owe, that, that's a big part to um, G Herbo's success, I would feel too, outside of his talent. Of course, he's talented. I remember telling my cousin, who was, um, he's a Herb fan. You know, a lot of these young cats are fans of him. And I was Marquise trying, likes Herb? Yeah, any young that's, cat. That's their generation. Yeah, that's their music. generation. And I remember, F- and I remember telling listen my cousin. Herb, right? Yeah, yeah, and I remember telling my cousin. There's people I know my age that are big into hip hop that don't really even know her. Yeah. It's just a, it's a generational yeah. thing. It's a generational thing. Herb, Yeah, it's a really generational thing. And I remember telling my cousin, because he's really into it, you know, and my best way to always give anybody um, 
advice in this is from a perspective of um, it's from my perspective of really doing it. and one thing I always try to tell a person and then like I say the realness versus the, the bullshit it's like out like I hated that you know the music business is not cut to what because most people see the finished product what's not documented is what it took to get there mm-hmm and if you and then for the same people that want to do music, if you heard about that road that it take to get there, you might not want to do it no more. I tell a lot of cats with music wise and even like in the business I'm like what I'm doing now. Like I wanna expand Fleet Fleet Club, but expanding is finding and you really and you really run up your whole like you can get a lot of money and and the quickest way to get to it, because a lot of people wanna get rich fast. But the quickest way I see, without like without the, the, the internet fastness or the internet speed, is if you hit places and don't mind touching places people don't want to go, like the Chitlin Circuit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, really yeah. watch Lil Wayne run up a million dollars. I the they, they call circuit. it that on the rap circuit too, because I know in, yeah. in comedy they call it. That. They call it that I in everything. That was but I mean, I got it from I got it from hearing that. Yeah, yeah. But that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's going I to hear it all the, time the low markets that people don't want to go to and yep. become a star. So. Being on a chilling circuit one time, we got these flights. I'm like, oh damn, we performing in Seattle. And <laughs> on the calendar it says on the, Seattle. On the calendar it says Seattle. Yeah. So you get to the airport, like, oh, where the car come? No, we gotta catch this other plane. Like, then you gotta catch another plane to get in Seattle. No, it's actually, so you're you're with um, Wayne, you boo, yeah, young guy, money. No, it wasn't Wayne. even boo and guy. This is actually um, Young Money. Yeah, Wayne starting up Young Money. And he was he was on fire with just mixtape. You remember who else was on the? Oh, it was uh. Mac Main, myself, Currency. You know, uh, Mac Main played with high school ball with our boy from Miami, and that was on my pod last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, B-Dot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, B-Dot. Yeah, Mac, um, Mac, Mac plays every now and again. Yeah, Mac, that's my dog. We play, he play every now and again. He was talking about he, him on he, the pod. He be playing in, um, in leagues in Miami, too. Yep. Right now. They, uh, yeah, he's telling me about that. But, um, yeah, it was me, Mac, Currency, uh, Wayne, Trill, Real, and probably like a like a couple more of us. So it's now, the beginning of Young Money. This is the beginning of Young Money. So we doing stuff like uh, Gutter Gutter? Watch. Gutter wasn't there yet. They had like a little riff at that time. Squad Up. And that's where we came. Like those dudes had, they had a falling out. And, that's, and then that's where Wayne started kind of like picking, putting his pieces together. And I was the only cat on Cash Money that was, um, Mickey and all them was close to Wayne, but Wayne would only come around when he had something to do. And we hit it off simple, smoking a blind. And you heard the latest mixtape, the latest DJ Clue mixtape, or the latest throwback jersey, or the latest shoe, uh, what video Vixen is hot, you know, type of shit. And we was closer in age, because I'm actually two years older than him. But he, like 12 years older than me in music. Yeah. Being a music vet. You know what I mean? That's crazy. So he he, he was a real. Um, he reminded me a lot of noise as far as um, reminded me a lot like his um, his approach to music, and not just music but just like life. He'd be technical. He'd see something in the commercial, like only like some USC. <laughs> like, damn, did you see that's the same girl that was on this commercial? Like, who who would really look and and see that? You know what I mean? Or be that technical? about shit, um, then just the work ethic was just was ridiculous. 
right, so let's, let's get back on. You you, you fly out to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, land in and we Seattle. end up going to Spokane. And this then this another thing for a lot of artists to understand. Now we get to Spokane, Washington, and a, and a propeller right, on, on a propeller joint. We get there, and we're doing shows at like South Bend. So we used to this shit now. Uh, Holiday Inn Express. We used to this now. We're <laughs> right. in the gang of Domino's Pizza. It's the fun time. You know right. what I'm saying? So um, we get ready. So we got you know the rider. We had a limo. All this shit take us to the spot. We get there. This like you hear crickets in here like. So we like this got to be just the dressing room, right? Because we going to spots where it's like people hanging from the ceiling, man. You know what I'm saying? We doing shit where people hanging. We doing shit where people hanging from the ceiling, and it's like, damn. And they like, nah, this actual where you finna perform. I don't know, you know, the promoter. So like, damn. I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. It's not even turn out. But when like, man, it's all good, man. It's nothing. So he like, look, y'all. It might be seven people out there. We finna act like it's seven hundred people. We finna act like it's seventy thousand. That's a pro. So we get That's we get we like get fucked pro. up and we chill and we just have a good time. And do our show and we just like add some shit to the show. Like you know, we start freestyle. We just start doing yeah, a lot and really extra. just enjoyed it. And a lot of people with at that with just because who they are would feel themselves so bad and look at it like it was a failure and they wouldn't want to perform and they wouldn't want and that right there showed me you can't never complain. If it's one or if it's a million people in the spot, give it that same love. And that's a big reason I know, you know, Wayne's success really comes in. Wayne treating that show that way taught you guys a lot, though. For a bunch it of young artists who are coming up, it definitely for him to me. act so professional in that so environment. Professional. And we talked a lot of shit about it. We didn't like it. Yeah. You know, we talked a lot of shit about that. Like, you know, but. And being self deprecating a, and shit. Like, look at being us. being a sport we, about it. Like, damn. You know, we, we really, the joke was on that. Right. Like our joke was, damn, we ain't that high. <laughs> we right. get nobody. Damn, man, we couldn't could fill we could the bar. Get, we couldn't even fill up a yep. damn bar and grill. And damn, Spokane, Washington. You know what I'm saying? We had the crazy thing. The next day, whatever the next show was, shit was sold out crazy. It was right back to normal. You know, so those days I don't never forget. And I always think about like small markets. Um, with, with everything, you know, I always think that's 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 what that's the that's the key artist to getting your shit off. Like, don't sit and wait around in your region to just be regionally hot. But it's things around your region you can make moves around it to make you know to make money and to get your shit out there. Where was the next night? Bozeman, Montana. I don't think it was nothing like that. I think it was like some. Um, it was some West Coast shit, definitely. You know what? I think it was somewhere like Fresno. I was gonna say Sacramento. And we did a party for um, what's the kid guy with the Fresno State? Oh, Deshaun Stevenson. Yep. Hi. Right. We did a party. It was like his um, either his draft. No, he was already in NBA. Yeah, he was. He was ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was already in NBA, but he had some party. It was at Fresno. I never forget. Steve Francis, all these cats was there. Like we did, and I and I watched that too. Man, man, I remember. Going to damn, um, like the perks, it was crazy that time. I remember Wayne getting a um, condo in Houston. Remember Maurice Taylor? Yeah, of course. Played at Michigan. Played at Michigan. He was playing for the Rockets. Yeah. Uh, Book Wayne for a show, and it was, it was the Super Bowl that weekend or something. So okay. he had a show, and every hotel was sold out. Every hotel. So. Uh, Mo Taylor, like, you know, it's cool. I got a condo. He could stay at the condo downtown, whatever. 
So Wayne stayed there like a day or two. And he like, damn, man. He like, tell his manager, his manager knew. Lady named Melissa at the time. He said, man, call him, tell him. What, can I buy this from him or something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was like, he was still, he didn't. So uh, uh, Reese let him rent it, like for like a good, like a good like year, maybe two. And that's when Wayne stopped going to um, University of Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I would go to him every, like I remember on every Wednesday I would fly out. It was a class. He, he would take like a couple classes. Yeah. It would be me, him, and Lauren London. We would go there to that yeah. all the time, I swear, on everything. I Shout remember that. Yeah, and he ended up getting there. He was like, shit, I got a condo up out of this. And that's like, I learned that from him too. Availability is so, that's almost like playing ball. Yeah. Availability is just as good as your talent. Yeah. Like if you always like good at making That's Machiavellian shit right there, availability. Yeah, for real. That's you sound like Calogero right now. Calogero. For real, yeah. <laughs> but that's just true though. I learned like if you're available, you can, you can, like I say, talent is one thing, man, but hard work, that could outdo some talent. Seriously. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. If you like got, you cool with being available and you're not a, like a super diva, like I learned that shit quick too. Like, and that's, that's, going around my mom, his mom. I go, if I go, if my mom doing his mom hair right now, and I go to the shop, I can, I can be Grammy nominated. Guess what my mom's gonna ask me, or his mom. Hey, can you take this garbage out right quick? Right, right, right. So I never got a chance to even be that full of myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was always the guy that, I couldn't come back home and lie to my friends. And they'd be like, yeah, well, what was it like to record with Jay-Z? Guess what, I didn't record with him. He did it, did him, did it, you said, you know, I'm sorry that I have to. I would have assumed the same thing have. what you just said. Nah, that you didn't record Yeah, yeah, it. but That's most people, but, but, but the majority of the masses, and it's like, damn, if I tell, if I tell you the truth, I really let down your whole yeah, yeah. fantasy of what this was. If you say your favorite rapper is so-and-so, so-and-so, and I sat there and I was in the studio with so-and-so, so-and-so, and I didn't see him touch a pen or a pad. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. speak and say, well... Somebody I'm, handed him a piece of paper and he left, and, and that was and it. And I might say, yo, I think I'm a little bit nicer than him. Yeah. Because we was in the spot. He didn't come up with shit. So you calling out Jay right now? No, nah, nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm calling out no one. You know what I'm saying? But that's those are things that you might see or say, shit, I wouldn't took mine. How is when we, like, when we had that conversation? Who is better? Who is... A lot of people look at better as what the success came sure, out Sure, right. To me. Album sales. Like, there's a lot like of that. rappers that outsold me that had a bigger push. And I had good people behind me, too, but I had a roster full of motherfuckers. Yeah. That's like, how many people can stand up on a, on a, on a um, that's from outside in? From the outside, you look at it. Um, when I got the cash money, it was, you had Julie, Wayne, BG, Turk, but all of them was going through their, Wayne, the only one who really stand down with. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever has saw anybody else around Cash Money other than the original Cash Money mm -hmm. people. Now you got Mickey there. Mickey is high off lyrics. Uh, you have Major Figures there. Gilly, these are lyrical individuals. TQ. You got TQ there. He's I'm a R&B guy. Um, now you got us, me and Gotti come through. And we were on big records. Bigger than so, it was like kind of even meeting Mickey and them, the rapper thing. I rap better than them because, you know, that's why I was mad the first song I got a plaque for. See, it all fuck you up. I'm on a song that's that's oh yeah, be, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm rolling with the flyers, oh, yeah. just backseat riding. Oh, yeah. 
you know niggity drive oh, yeah. with two freaks inside oh, yeah. so we with the big time oh, yeah. you better warn your baby mama oh, yeah. cause boo and Gotti causing problems oh, yeah. so just, just back up off oh, yeah. right but I didn't want to get on that song cause I wanted to be on the song you know, while I'm rapping and I can show these oh I'm more li- I'm, I'm just as lyrical as yeah, you or yeah. I may even be better so they kind of like taking your rap stripes away. You're, it's like in sports, you're coming off the bench. You're not the go-to guy. Nah, yeah, I am the go-to guy. You're the go-to but guy? But you got the bench guys like, and not saying I'm better than them, but coming off these high <laughs> records, you put at a, like, it's like, say you could rap better than me, but I just come on a, it's like you come in, but I'm coming off on the, I'm, I'm coming off on the, the top. I'm on the number one, in 01, the, the number one mm-hmm. sold, the number Six one weeks played in a row. song. Fiesta, but you know you like I don't got no song, like I don't got no song. You know what I mean? But you feel you you nicer than me. Yeah. But by my presence now, now that I'm on this hit record, there's more people know me. There's more people. I'm gonna get more bitches. Just off the being present, more opportunities, everything. So now as being older and seeing that, it's like that's what you in the game for. Mm-hmm. In the game to get on many quality good records as possible that can financially set you up. Yeah, being just a dope rapper that that keeps you. Jadakiss could out rap a lot of these motherfuckers, but do the record sales, pin over. But in this day and age, but if you consistently can do, that's why I love like Jada. Mm-hmm. I love to catch that. Now you got a a cup for yourself. You dig what I'm saying? Like you got. Even with me, if you throw out music, like you got those who, 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 who like if you if you could put your two hundred fifty thousand people consistently in this room, mm-hmm. are you good? You're you're on so many songs that like it's yeah. like that nostalgia shit. Like it is. This, oh yeah, yeah. And the the stuff with mm-hmm. Kells, like they they were big songs at that time. Like I remember what I was doing when I was listening. Like yeah. I knew the car was I was huge. driving, the street I was on when I first heard that. That was huge you know, records. Like, yeah. yeah. And to a new generation, they'll look at you and say, oh, you fell off or something. But not realizing, like, who at my time from 2000, 2013, who has a big record right now from my generation? Yeah. Nobody. There's not much left. Name them. Out of all of the best, they might throw some projects out. They may have a name still, but who got a big record? I'm talking about cats who was killing it down even R&B cats like the Usher yeah like the I remember Bow Wow killing it yeah um, times change Wayne, yeah who got a big record I mean Weezy hadn't even come out with the Carter One yet nope so and if you look at right now out of all of those Fabulous is the J who got a big record right now yeah Cassidy's Freeways the Young Guns I'm gonna name everybody from those were the that was in, in the, the way T.I. Uh, Young Bloods who, who got one Jeezy, nobody has one. Got me. <laughs> so that's the thing that makes me, when I think about it, if like if I be like, oh shit, now it's just a popularity contest. You never explain how you and Gotti get linked up. Okay, so is now, he a Chicago guy? Chicago guy, Westside guy. Shout out Gotti. See, now, right, me and Gotti. So before you get to the Gotti thing, yeah. tell give people a little Westside flavor. Like I feel like everybody outside it that doesn't really know Chicago, they're yeah. like. If you say Chicago, they're like, oh, I heard the South Side bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't know yeah. South Side and West Side. West Side, like, yeah, yeah. West Side, we smaller. Um, 
we the king of I think all of us all sides got our own slang but we got our own thing uh, like ain't a man off top that was a west side slang yeah, from perfect timing yeah that ain't a man was just that, that was, was like the the, um, the hit single off yeah that. and that was like the punctuation to answering your question like you said oh she was nice ain't they man yeah like that was like the the punctuation to something that was nice you know yeah. what i'm saying and um so Gotti come in that like i said me and we, I, was, I was one of the vegas cats before uh roy was heavy on his production shit he didn't like how he didn't get the credit that he felt he deserved for a song that he produced on a um kelly price record and I remember uh, us having a meeting, and he's like pouting over this shit. I didn't understand what credit was or nothing. One morning, they all get up, like, oh, let's go. Kelly Price album came out. I'm like, what the fuck is y'all waking me up for to go get a Kelly Price CD for? You know what I mean? So, him and my guy Kendall, he played in Kel's band. He played the organ. Kendall Nesbitt, that was my homie. Yeah. That's who I was with every day. So, um, them three, us three, every day. So, um, they go get the album and they go open it up. I remember opening up. CDs and albums, and I would just, you know, you look at the pictures. Of course. And they're reading through all this shit, mm-hmm. and he says, and Roy said, ah, damn. Who really wrote this song that I've been listening to? Right. So I learned that, like, they're like, yeah, when you finally make an album, they're like, like go look at Rob album. You, you and one of these, I'm like, what? I got credit? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you got to always keep this. This is a credit for what you did, you know, and it says your name. It says who you. you that's know, your resume. That's your resume right there. And I'm like, oh, shit. So um, I remember he was real mad about what he did was he um, he got drum programming credit versus production credit. He felt uh, he produced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kels had to break it down to him. He was yeah. like, nah, what you did was you program, you made the drums for it. The strings and all this other stuff that come into it, I did that. Yeah. I arranged the drums. So that's what producing is. It's a difference in beat making and producing. Yeah. And from there, Ray was like, hey, man, I think I want to go. I chase production, man. I got some people who want me to do some, you know, do some production for me. Like, well, come on, roll with me. And I put me in an awkward spot because it's like I met you through him. So now I'm just really, like, by myself. I've been rapping as a group the whole time. So now I'm kind of feeling like, damn, I'm just to myself. And I wasn't a selfish person. Like, felt like, do I want to just rap by myself? Like, mm-hmm. be solo? And um, one night, uh, I see Gotti at the uh, gas station. He got pulled up and he asked me to buy a CD. I was trunk. He was here selling the CD out of the trunk. And I, mind you, I hadn't even got a dime off rap yet. So I'm like broke. I can't even afford to get a CD at the time. And I'm like, damn. But I can put you on. So that's the best I felt I could do. And he kept asking, like, man, what would uh, Kelly charge me to get you, for, for me and you to do a song? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I never asked him nothing like that. But uh, I asked him, but, uh, and he like, you know, and I knew he was like, this is how he was eating, you know, selling it. I knew if he gave me one, that's like taking out his mouth. So I'm like, you know, a lot of people was giving me CDs and shit at that time. I wasn't, I had to, not the arrogance, but the, the mind state, like, man, how can I help you? I don't, I'm not even in Right, I mean, you, you know were still. I sound crazy bringing something to the table. So I actually listened to it. And I listened to it. He was rapping like on the same type of vibe that I was on, like he wasn't doing like the fast flow and nothing like that. So um, I was like, well, cool. I let Kel's cousin hear it. I go, this one there, come around my neighborhood, check him out. So before he listened to it, he kept saying, well, how good is it? Like, it's the shit, like, for real, man. On a scale of one to 10, I go, I say, all right, put it like this. It's good enough to me 
but I, I would actually rap with the dude. Then from that, like it took some time for, cause I remember he was getting a little antsy. I'm like, don't worry, just run it through black, just, just relax. You know, gonna holler, let's just wait. And then Kels yeah. came down there finally uh, at the studio and was like, um, I asked him what was the situation. And he gave us a beat. It was like, both of y'all right on that. God, he went, to, he went his way and wrote. I went my way and wrote. And we actually, once we wrote it, we wrapped it in front of Kel. We didn't write it together, but it kind of coincided. He's like, damn, y'all sound all right. So, cool. And they like, that, that'll make the process go faster, too. And I told Kel, God, he's like, hey, man, you know you. I know you're used to being doing the solo thing, so, you know, if you don't want to do it like this, it's like, oh, no, boo, that's perfect. That's, you know, and they do make it a lot easier. And then at that time with rap, it was always, it was, it was, uh, it was different. Like, you look at a lot of cats now, it just be them. It'd be the one rapper and, the, and everybody else just watches him. And nobody else, like everybody, like the whole crew raps. Or you got somebody to play off of, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So that was what it was for me. What's Gotti up to now? Gotti is, um, um, he live in Atlanta now. Gotti got a G Enterprises, which he does a lot of um, rehabbing properties. Um, Gotti's real good at, um, um, he put his hands in. At one point he was working with uh, Dave Mays and Benzino yep, yep. with uh, Hip Hop Weekly. Okay. Um, keeping, his, keeping his head above water. Good to hear. And, um, all right, boo, let's keep it 100. I'm keep it 100. Let's do it. Yeezys or Jays? Right now, Yeezys. Yeah? Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. But they're both Chicago-influenced sneakers. Yeah, so. right now, right now, Yeezys. All right. If you had to wear the same pair of kicks for the rest of your life, what would you wear? Damn, that's a good one right there. Same pair for the rest of my life. Oh. What do you got? All white ones. All white ones. Same pair kicks. White ones, though, they get dirty. I mean, you, if you like the bread fours or cement threes. Yeah. Between those. I lean that way. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. I would say those. All right. Steel cage match. Steel cage match. Cabrini Green versus Taylor Holmes. <laughs> Who you Cabrini got? Green. <laughs> Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green, huh? Mm -hmm. Uncle Remus or Harold's? I'm a West Sider, but I gotta go with Harold's. Wow. Because I don't like Uncle Rima's sauce. Alright. And I'm one that's different from like I'm weird when it comes to that. Yeah. Like I like Coleman's better than Uncle Rima's. And okay. Coleman's is our West. But a lot of people on the West Side would think different than Rima's. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going I'm going with Harold's. Because I've had a bunch of Chicago people on. And they the go and, and they go crazy with it. They yeah, go crazy. It's, for it's based on because I have it's Mickey like on that, Mickey's it's, it's, Mickey Harold's. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to give it to Harris on that one. You ever met Gangsta Boo? I have. Yeah? Yeah. In Atlanta. We done kicked it. A lot of times. That's Gangsta dope. Boo cool. Super good person. We done smoke yeah. and chill. Yep. She's real. She's real as fuck. Shout out Gangsta Boo. I'm quite sure she's probably still in Atlanta too, man. I got to find her on the gram just to say what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I have. Uh, you more. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, Switch your house. Are you more Michael or Scotty? Michael. Damn, you see Scotty, my boy. You see, yeah, I got, he comes I got in them. here, right? Yeah, yeah, you see, I got those. Scotty's signatures, he gave me a good one with Mike. Good picture with Mike. But uh, but my dad, he's Scotty guy. Yeah. Yeah. We argue plenty of time. 
You have a celebrity crush as a kid? As a kid, celebrity crush. Now, I was kind of funny with that because some come way in my mind, I used to feel like I was a celebrity myself, where I was going to be. Yeah. Once why I didn't just like go. Oh. But, but weren't you like mind. thinking like, oh, I'm going to be famous, so I'm going to be able to date this yeah, famous person? Front, um, I ain't going front. I used to think like, like Brandy and Monica. Yeah. Like that was it for, for, for my, us coming up. Yeah, I was Janet. Yeah. Then yeah. I remember going to a Janet Jackson concert. That's my next question. That was the first. What was thing. your first concert you ever my went to? My first concert I ever went to was Bobby Brown New Edition. Boston guy. Right there. Sure, yeah. That's Boston. That was my first concert I ever went to. Wow, that's a good one. Where was it? It was here at the Rosemont Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. He works up by there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first concert ever. Best white rapper not named Eminem. Best white rapper not named Eminem. MC Search. Oh, old school. Yeah. Pop goes the weevil. weevil. Then right now, I would, might have to say, um, I think Machine Gun Kelly could rap. Yeah, you like that? Um, I'm more Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf is dope, too. I like him. Um, I like Jeezy, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's all right. Favorite TV show ever? Martin's definitely been one of the answers for several yeah, cause people. because I know I still hear a Cosby show is good for me. I'm just saying how I feel, man. I ain't one of the Cosby's. I ain't go to hell, man. What rapper from this generation reminds you of yourself? Mm. I would have to say um, King Combs, Diddy's son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't have the super rich dad like that. The sound of the vibe. The, the vibe swag. and everything. Yeah. The swag. The chill laid backness um because as i at that age same way i was that same way okay we got another steel cage kanye versus wheezy kanye versus wheezy oh, you know i gotta go with wheezy i might be biased on that one yeah you don't you don't have any type of relationship with yeezy i do you know um it's bit. been it's been so long though since we chopped it um if you look at the credits of our album kanye produced two tracks on it um Perfect, Perfect time, yeah. For real. So, yeah. He was busy back then, huh? He was busy. He was available, too. Yeah, that's true. You know? If he knew that you was in position, then he could, you know, he knew where we was at with it. Like, uh, but he fucked with us, man. But you got yeah, Weezy taking down Kanye. Well, with, um, now, when you asked that, I didn't even let you get that out. What you mean, part is what? Though? Nah, they're in a steel cage. They're fighting. Are they fighting? They're fighting. Gotta go with Weezy, man. Weezy, I, I, Weezy, they, Weezy, they, they, Weezy. You know what, honestly, I would... I would I would jump in the middle of that. I wouldn't, them, <laughs> I wouldn't even let them do that. I All got right, so much love enough. for both of them. Fair but enough. But Weezy, my brother, so shit, I'm riding with him. All right. How you feel about grown, straight men kissing each other on the lips? Very uncomfortable sight to see. I understand what time, what kind of time we're in where, you know, uh, people got their choice to do what they want to do. I mean, it don't affect me as long as you, you know, you keep it on your side of the room. But just when it's public... I don't like that. But what's up with Wheezy and Baby? Um, that 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 thing was something different though. Is that it like wasn't... me kissing my son on the lips? I guess so. Yeah. Although I don't that know was, if I'll do that. that thing. But... And I've never done it with my pops, but you know that was their thing. That was more. Of, uh, it, 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 I didn't see no passion to it. Yeah. It like I just I just don't understand. Back to it. I don't understand it. I, I guess like I can't. I, said, I, don't I think get it, it was more like a um, kind of like playing off of a. Uh, like, like, like a mob type of aura. Yeah, 
I ain't never seen nothing, nothing past that. I ain't never seen nothing that was like <laughs> Good to hear, good to hear. And I ain't see that plenty of time. Maybe like once or twice. Okay. Seen them beat each other. Though. I just seen pictures of it. But it was really a family. Top five hoopers to ever come out of Chicago. Top At least five. that you've seen, not like way back in the day. Top five hoopers to ever come out of Chicago that i seen. Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose. I got to say Antoine Walker. Yeah, that's my guy, Celtics. And the fifth one. Do Kevin Garnett only came for one year? Yeah, I don't know. He's I mean, really he from can, South Carolina. He can count, but he's not. Because if I'm going to put anybody, I'm going to say Ronnie Fields. Yep. But I'm going to have to say Mark Aguirre, though. That's my guy. I got to say Mark I like, Mark's a good guy. I like Mark. For the young That's cats, good. Mark Aguirre was number one pick in the draft yeah, in like 1980. He was, that, he was that shit. Yeah. He was that shit. All right. Uh, Carter, one, two, three, four. One. Yeah. Simple. Best rapper to come out of the shot. Best rapper to come out of the shot? Me. Boo. Who else I'm supposed to say? I don't have a problem with that. Now, behind me, I say, you know, you got Common, you got Ye, you got, uh, you so got Lupe. So, who you got? Who's nah. two? Who's number two? Who's number two? Yeah. I, bu- I, I appreciate you betting on yourself, but yeah, who's number, number two? two? <laughs> I got to go with Ye. I got to go with Ye. Excuse me. You saying something? Uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing. Top five rappers all time, Top dead or alive. All time, dead or alive. Big. Well, I'm going to go. No, no certain. Nah, no, no order. order. No order. Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Scarface. They've all been, those four have been named by almost everybody. Yeah. And, then and I usually take those four out. Cause it's just like you can't even put that's my Rushmore. Take them out, take They're them out, the Rushmore out, nah, and then go. Nah, because every nah. that that's what it is. Yeah, that's just what it is. That's what it is. Uh, last one, uh, Death Row Mill. Death Row Mill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Death Row Mill. Lobster. Asparagus. Garlic mashed potato. What are you drinking? Ginger ale. Canada try. No Henny in there. Or Jameson. <laughs> Jameson? <laughs> yeah. With the ginger ale or next to the ginger ale? On the next rocks. to it. All on right. the rocks. Shot of Jameson. No, you know what? Anejo. Yeah. Don Julio. All right. Anejo. And then uh, dessert. And a big old blunt. And cool. a dessert. Yeah. And yeah, a dessert. dessert. Can I get some pussy? Have you ever, have you ever had some ball? motherfucking right. I appreciate you doing this, man. Man, I appreciate you, man. We keeping it a hundo. You better know it. And you got to come be on my Fleet Club podcast, too. Absolutely. I'm only on, like, um, my episode. I'm on my, on my second episode. So, you know, I'm growing. Getting Do you have guests every week? Or no, every time? I haven't had what a guest yet. You just shoot yeah, the just shit? I'm just freelancing it, shooting the shit. Yeah. Seeing, you know, how it go. Yeah, come on. If you're in Chicago... If you're a sneakerhead, go check out Fleet Club on Instagram. Yeah, if you're just a fly motherfucker, man, come check us out on Instagram. Fleet Club Chicago. FleetClubChicago.com website. And then you're located at 121 Southwestern Avenue. Yeah, 121 Southwestern Avenue on the west side to be exact. Right off 290. Pull up on us. We open every day, 12 to 7. From Monday to Saturday. And we sneak in on Sundays sometimes. 
as soon as we get a bigger staff. Shout out to Darius and Soapman for yeah. keeping it quiet while we were recording. And that Soapman cheap ass phone that kept going off. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? We had the shit at the club, man. It's the, it's the compound for everything, man. You know, shout out. Hey, Yeezy, you need to, yay. Gotta come back when you come to the city, man. You gotta sense it. You gotta throw a bone this way. We selling the most Yeezys in Chicago. We selling the most shoes in Chicago. It's black men out their motherfucking pocket. We put this shit on our back and we showed them. We ain't stopped. We done had bumps and bruises and we keep on going. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing stopped us. We ain't did no sucker shit to get to the top. We ain't, you know what I mean? We ain't um, folded for nothing. Fleet Club. We growing the fastest. We the best. We incredible. We got real ones that's riding with us, and we doing great things, man. Support local businesses. You did. Uh, shout out to Marquise Burks, the cameraman today. Good looking out, Keith. That's my little cousin. That was definitely the first time I had somebody say they wanted that for dessert. But okay. Uh, thanks for listening. That was Sabring Sledge, also known as Boo. Make sure you stop by Flea Club at 121 Western Ave in Chicago. That's on the west side. Don't be scared. He got everything. Also, Keeping It a Hundo is now available on YouTube. I'm currently uploading some of my past episodes, so those will all be available there soon. Some of them already are. I'm not sure what platform you listen to podcasts on, but if it's not on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, you'll be able to listen on YouTube from now on. I want to recognize some of my friends and listeners who have been sharing my podcast and helping support it. Smooth Simmons, Big Squig, E. Tyler, uh, Big Dan Maluski. Um, it's, it's really helpful when you share it, whether it's on your Instagram story or on your Facebook or on your timeline. Sharing is highly encouraged and spreading of the word is necessary to keep this thing going. One question I do have, and I'd love it if you could comment underneath my podcast on Apple Podcasts in the comment section. Could you tell me how do you like the longer format episodes I've been doing? I really like longer format podcasts uh, like Joe Rogan. I'll listen to, you know chunks of it it's tough to sit down and listen to an hour and 40 minutes or a two-hour podcast all at once most of us don't have two-hour chunks in the middle of our day to just listen to a whole podcast but if you can chop it up into four or five pots when you're in the car coming or going from work or you're at the gym it's perfect so if that's an issue the length of my podcast let me know uh leave it in the comment section if you prefer the shorter ones Maybe I can get back to that, but I love getting in depth with these guys and talking about everything and not having to keep it to a, to a limit. And just in case you didn't know, uh, that's Boo on every verse I've played on every track on this episode. Here's another verse by Boo on I Wish to take us out of here. That's all I got. I'll see you next time on Keeping It A Hundo. Hey.
Yeah. What the deal, my nigga? I know you holding it down. If you could see me, you would say I'm talking soft right now. Ooh. But it's hard for me to say when I'ma see you again. And I know it's fucked up. I gotta talk through this pen. Ooh. But you died for the love of the dough. The love of the block. 16, you was running the spot. Boy, your mama used to hate how we stood on the curb. Hanging with wild thug niggas. Smoking the herb. I'ma keep pouring this liquor and that's my word. This here's for my niggas that be flipping them birds. Word up. I'm feeling like the time is wrong. Ready, oh, please don't take the nigga out of my song. Let it play on. Play on. Play on. Play on. So I had to write a song, my nigga. Just to let you know that you're still my nigga.